Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here, my friend. If this is your first time listening, well, welcome. And there are a lot of back episodes for you to catch up on. You can find it all right there at cruiseradio.net. Now, before we get to our first interview, it's our interview of Quantum of the Seas from listener Don Buclo. I do want to tell you, I just got back from New York City where I was stranded there because of winter storm Juno. Thank you so much, Weather, for that. But I want to give the folks a shout-out over at Johnny Utah's in New York City, right there at 51st Street between 5th and 6th, because uh, they have amazing ribs, uh, Tex-Mex, burgers, chicken wings. Uh, If you're there in the city before you sail Quantum, go check them out. They're on 51st Street between 5th and 6th, or johnnyutahs.com. I'll also link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. But first, let's listen to this week's review of Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas, taped before... I was stranded in New York City for winter storm Juno. Don Buccolo is the editor and chief of EatSleepCruise.com. Don and his wife just returned from an eight-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard the world's smartest ship, yeah, Quantum of the Seas, and he's here to talk all about it. First off, Don, welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, thank you, Doug. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, take a step back, and before we actually get on the ship itself and talk about all the features aboard, what made you want to decide to sail on Quantum of the Seas? Well, I think it was all those features that we're going to talk about in that being the smartest ship, as you mentioned, in a lot of the innovations. We were thinking of going on Anthem, and then when we heard Quantum was going to be moving to China, we said, well, we have to get on Quantum considering it's the first of the class. So we found a a cruise that met our availability, and we booked it. Very nice. So you get to the cruise terminal there because the cruise ship is docked in Bayonne. So uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's Bayonne, right? Yes. I Cape get so confused because Cape Liberty, Bayonne, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Floridian. I know nothing about up north. So let's talk about embarkation at Cape Liberty. Sure. So we did a pre-cruise stay. And from our hotel in New Jersey there, we, we took a taxi. And we got there around 1030. And it was pretty busy. So by the time we were dropped off and checked our luggage, we went into kind of the holding area where they have you go through security. And then what's nice about the embarkation is there's a bunch of people there to check you in on iPad. So you mm-hmm. just find someone and you give them your documentation. And I know it's supposed to be 10 minutes from the curb to the ship, but there were some issues checking us in. So it took a little bit longer, but we were scanned in and we were waiting to get on the ship by within less than a half hour. So it was pretty quick. You know, when I was checking in for Quantum of the Seas, I sailed uh, November of 2014. I thought it was really cool because, yeah, you don't even have to go to the check-in desk anymore. They basically scan that sea uh, pass for you, take your photo, and go right to the gangway. It's, it was just really, really cool. Like, was that your first time experiencing something like that? Yeah, and we did uh, our photos before, uh, so and those came out all right. The only thing is kind of almost confusing. They, the people wearing different color shirts, you have to know which color shirt checks you in, which color right. shirt helps with other aspects. They did have a couple desks. Uh, available for people who didn't have any CPAS card. And we did see some people who hadn't done any of the pre-boarding or pre-check-in, which you do still need to do if you want to do the the quicker Mm check-in. But they do have a couple desks there available if you forget it at home or you haven't done it. So it was a nice uh, process. We were sitting there waiting to get on the ship. So uh, once you boarded the ship, what were your first impressions of Quantum of the Seas? We were really impressed. When we heard there wasn't going to be the Royal Promenade, that they were kind of going towards the Solstice design where Mm -hmm. they have the Esplanade and Via, we 
we weren't really sure what to expect because we've sailed on Royal a bunch of times. Um, but when you walk right in, when we entered, we entered on deck five right near Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And the ship was just immaculate. It was really beautiful. There's so much art and just different features in the design of the ship was impressive. We got our camera out and just started taking pictures <laughs> of everything. I know with this ship, you can have the RFID wow bands. Did you Were those in your stateroom waiting for you or did you get that when you checked in? No, they were in our stateroom. So... Um, and, and our key cards were outside our room. So when they scanned us in, we had our our cruise planner checklist that we, we printed up from home, and they scanned that. And when we got on the ship, you can go to your room and get your key cards um, to, to actually do things. And then the, the wild bands were in our room. Cool. And what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? We did an interior on Deck 10. Uh, the one thing is we always try to travel economically, but... The interesting thing was the virtual balconies. We weren't really expecting too much from them. We almost always sail interior, so we know what to expect. But we were pleasantly surprised. The virtual balconies really gave the room a little atmosphere. They were very lifelike. It wasn't. It truly wasn't like you were watching TV. It seemed like you really did have a balcony, and they were real-time. So it was kind of fun to watch things through the balcony. We saw a ship, the Norwegian Gem, do a sail away at one of our ports, and then we saw the sail in to one of our ports through that. And then... It was pretty realistic. Yeah, that's cool. Those those um, those interior portholes they have there are really really cool. I was got a chance to tour one of the staterooms on my sailing, and yeah, if you were, I'm not going to say it looks 100 percent authentic, but it, it definitely gives you a good if you want to know what the weather is because you know when you're in an interior room, you have no clue if it's sunny or rainy outside. Yeah, no, definitely. And what we would do every morning is we pull the drapes. We left it on. You can turn it on and off. There mm-hmm. is a remote control, but we actually didn't find it until a couple of days into the cruise because <laughs> nice. it's very small. But yeah, we would open it up, and it seemed like you compared to our, our normal experiences where we don't have any balcony, it definitely was a step up. I'm not sure I'd pay more money for it if that's something, but all the interior cabins do have them. Let's talk about dining on Quantum of the Seas, because one thing this ship is loaded with, and that's dining options. So uh, you know what? I'll just let you start where you want to start, and we'll just go from there. So the dynamic dining, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, is new to Royal, where you have all these different restaurants and no main dining. We made all our reservations in advance. We did change them a couple times, but before we got on board, we had basically every single day but one set up. And first off, we, except for one night, we had no issues getting into a restaurant. We did have to wait once, but that was the first night, so I would check that off to just being the first night and the crew getting accustomed to a new set of passengers – the food was amazing. It was hands down the best cruise food we've ever had. Mm. Um, not you know, not everything was great, but it, overall, the experience at the different restaurants was amazing. Um, so the food was definitely top notch. Nice. Now, dynamic dining for the listeners who don't know, it's basically and correct me if I'm wrong, but Royal Caribbean has done away with their main dining rooms and they have basically made a bunch of smaller dining rooms. Correct. On our sailing, there were four complimentary uh, restaurants for all passengers, and then there's one, the Coastal Kitchen, which is for sweet guests. But now, I think there's a uh, one of the dining venues, a smaller one, is now complimentary. So there's at least five or six complimentary restaurants that. You can eat at. So, yeah, no main dining room. And then, like many ships now, there are also specialty restaurants for a cover charge. I believe there's at least five or six of those as well. Gotcha. Now, everything in life has the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, what was (laughs) – I know dynamic dining has been getting a lot of flack from cruise passengers all over the world. And I know you had some maybe – well, we won't say bad, but not so good points. What were those? Sure, yeah. And and that was the one thing you do hear a lot of people complaining – we don't want to complain. I and, and this is something I think Royal Caribbean says they are going to address. It did seem that 
the staff was overwhelmed that they didn't have a lot of the venues staffed enough, especially the main dining. So there's four larger dining rooms, those complimentary restaurants. And there were dinner did take quite a while sometimes. It was tough to get a drink. There was no dedicated bar staff as there normally is. And so that was a little disappointing. And the other thing with dynamic dining that we kind of miss from traditional dining is getting to know your wait staff and, and kind of the personalization they can bring to you. I know our last cruise, we, we got really friendly with them and they, they understood I like to eat. Uh, we had, and we would come and they would know how many, they would joke around about how many things I'm going to order. And then our drinks would sometimes already be at the table. Cause we always got the same cocktails, my wife and I, and we're really predictable people and you just show up to dinner and their drinks already there and, and things like that. You just, you're not going to be able to get with dynamic dining, but you're not going to get the variety of food. So it's kind of a trade off. Yeah. And over in the Cplex, which is one of the entertainment areas on the ship, they have a, I guess we'll call it a food truck. What were your thoughts of the food truck? Cause it's really, I mean, it's really, nothing but a glorified hot dog stand right it is we have a review on it on our site uh, we posted it while we were there it, if you've ever been on a lure oasis of the seas and uh, you've done the doghouse on either one of those ships um it's it's the same thing and actually the menu is even smaller so that it's a to say it's a food truck yeah it's, it's not yeah like a gourmet food truck that people are used to in, in cities um but it does have – it is a truck and has a front and it's coming out of the C-plex you can take pictures of. And then when you get up there, it does have that theming. But it's it's the same thing as a doghouse. And, and I, I'm a fan of hot dogs. And if you do like hot dogs and sausages, then definitely check it out. It, it's complimentary and it's open – most sea days it was opening for like an early lunch from like 11 to 6 or something hmm. like that. They call it a snack. Very cool. And you did three specialty restaurants on this sailing, uh, Wonderland, Jamie's Italian Restaurant, and the not-so-specialty Devonly Decadence. <laughs> now we'll talk about that in a minute. But what do you think of Wonderland? We, we had a good time. I think uh, of all the places, it's definitely a different experience. And we're not foodies at all. So maybe some of the sophisticated cooking techniques were lost on us. But I think... And just to preface this, I honestly n- never eat at specialty restaurants. Mm-hmm. When we, this is our 10th cruise together um, and then in other cruises before that. And we, I never spend money at specialty restaurants because I, I find the food in the main dining rooms to be um, very good. And, and, uh, but when Wonderland came out, we saw kind of the, the concept behind it and that it, was, it wasn't just – it's just not the food. It's the atmosphere. It's the decor. It's just the entire experience. My wife convinced me to spend the money. And it was well worth the money. Uh, we're going to do it again when we go on Anthem because I believe they're going to have a Wonderland on Anthem, the sister ship for Quantum. So it, it – I, I don't know if I'd go – the food was very good, but it's just the whole experience that really brings you into it. From the, the, the beginning, you paint your menu mm-hmm. and then they have all these courses and this unique displays and the presentation of the food. It's just – it's really worth it. It's, an, it's, a, it's a dinner and a show, literally. We were, that was the longest dining experience. We were there over two hours because, honestly, they just keep bringing you food. It was also the fullest <laughs> I was all cruise. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would recommend Wonderland. It's, a, it's funny. You say you paint the menu, but you really paint the menu. Your menu's on an easel, and you mm-hmm. have a brush and water, and you're actually painting it, and it comes to life. Really, really cool there. Let's move on to your next venue you went to, which is Jamie's Italian Restaurant. Jamie's was very good as well. Obviously, it's, it's totally different. It's in the Via, so it has this kind of open feeling to it. Um, and we went there the, actually the last night of our cruise, and by then I'd eaten so much. But the homemade pasta is well worth it, and the fried calamari that they have there is probably some of the best fried calamari I've ever had, and we live near Boston and get seafood all the time. So the quality food there was very good. The service there was very good as well. Well, again, if we go back on a quantum class ship, we would definitely pay the upcharge to, to do that restaurant again. 
Now, definitely Decadence. It did start out as a specialty restaurant, but Royal Caribbean recently pulled the plug on that, probably because not a lot of people were eating there um, and paying the whatever it was, 15 and $25 to eat there for lunch and dinner. But uh, what were your thoughts of this restaurant? Because it's, uh, it's still on the ship. It's, it's just free now. Yeah, so if it's so definitely for folks who got free, we we did have to pay as you mentioned, Doug, and I still think it was worth the money. So now that it's complimentary, it's most definitely worth it to check it out. Just because it says healthy options, don't think it's just for health nuts. I'm not a health nut at all, and like I said, I like to eat, and the food there was top notch. I had the cowboy steak; it was probably the best steak cooked on the ship that I had, and then they have chicken sautés, which were delicious. So definitely give it a, sh- a try. The lunch menu and the dinner menu when we were on ship were almost identical except you they didn't have the steak mm-hmm. on the lunch menu um so besides that everything else seemed to be the same but check it out now that's complimentary they may have switched that but if not definitely check it out and they have a breakfast there too which was complimentary when we were there and it's, it's a buffet it's not a sit down but lunch is a sit down and so is dinner one thing we didn't say was that the windjammer buffet is 24 7 it is and i think this is the first time royals on that i know a lot of other lines have 24-hour dining uh usually in royal used to be kind of sorrentos and the, mm-hmm. ca- the cafe promenade was 24 hours and then sorrentos would be open late but the windjammer was openly i'll be honest we never went there late night mm-hmm. but the counter that said 24 hours had a what looked like a pretty good selection. They had some pizzas, kind of a, a stir fry or, or chicken fajitas and steak fajitas, things you can make as well as some other items. But we, we never got there late night to see what it was, you know, what the food was like. The cookies, dude. You missed the cookies then because they... – No, we did. No, the cookies are all – no, we did the cookies. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, you, you missed the late night cookies. Snack. Those are, the cookie, I don't – I guess the cookies might be 24 hours too. No, those cookies are there oh my throughout gosh. the day. We were uh, at one of the bars and it's probably around 2 o'clock in the morning. We decided to go up to the Windjammer and my friend Jody was like – Really? You're going to put 10 cookies on your plate and eat all of them? And I ate every single one of them with a big glass of milk. They were just so good. So uh, I digress. Let's move on to the entertainment aboard uh, Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas, because not only is this ship filled with food options, but a ton of entertainment options. There is, and similar to Dynamic Dining, you can pre-book most of the entertainment. So we did do that. I highly recommend doing that. I know I heard something I was talking to one of the, the crew staff there and they said something like only 75 or 80 percent of people pre-booked their shows. Don't be one of the 20 to 25 percent who don't. The first day they have a bunch of people there helping you and almost every show is at, at standby. So you don't want to be standby. Definitely once you make your reservations either on Quantum or Anthem, get to the cruise planner and pre-book them. Again, some of the best entertainment we've ever seen on a cruise ship. Uh, we've seen a couple – Broadway productions, but their Broadway production of Mamma Mia was mm-hmm. great. The cast was uh, very good. It, it is a full two uh, two and a half hours or so, so there is an intermission. Uh, and then there, there's you know signature shows is one called Sodic Odyssey, which is also in the theater, and that uses the same most of the same cast from Mamma Mia. They also have this uh, Earth Harp. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever watched uh, America's Got Talent, but I know one of the creative designers for the entertainment there was I think his name was William Close or something like that who created this giant harp that takes up the whole theater and that's really cool because that's a big part of that production show and then in 270 my personal favorite the wife and I go back and forth she liked Sonic Odyssey but my personal favorite was Star Water in 270 nice I was a big fan of the music hall on the ship the music hall was great and it was kind of weird it was awesome in the beginning of the cruise they had the cover band Wanted which did Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were there all the time, like rocking out to Bon Jovi. 
And it was it was pretty busy. And then they did have other live music throughout the cruise. I know another cover band came on late, but they didn't actually perform. Uh, they also did a, a thing the last night where it was like a battle of the bands, which was pretty busy. But there were a couple nights where the music hall w- was wasn't as hopping as we thought it would be. So definitely check the cruise planner when you get there. And mm-hmm. if there's a band playing there, it's going to be pad. Go have a good time and, and rock out. Yeah, let's talk about, uh, before we get to all the innovative features on the ship, uh, was there an app or did you use the app on the ship? We had booked, pre-booked mostly everything anyway, mm-hmm. so we didn't have to worry about booking anything or changing times. So we know some people who did use that, but we definitely used it just to check to see what things were going on. And we always got the cruise compass as well, and we always grab a couple extra of them because we, we put them on our website too and scan mm-hmm. them. But the the app, is, is I think, is for those folks who don't, or if we have family too, it's great for messaging. It was just the wife and I, so we didn't have anyone else really to keep in contact with. But um, but we also did get free Wi-Fi, so we were one of the sailings. I know another sailing, a couple other sailings have gotten it since then, but we got the free Wi-Fi, so we were probably using social media and other things too, and we didn't really need to use the app because you could go on and, and use the internet. One thing Quantum of the Seas does have is a lot of innovative features, and we'll talk all about them after the break. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. This is Cruise Radio. Don, this ship has a ton of innovative features, so let's start with Cplex and move on from there. Yeah, the Cplex, I think, is the largest indoor sports area on any cruise ship currently, and it houses a lot of different things. So definitely... Again, a lot of planning goes into a quantum cruise, uh, pre-planning and then planning when you're on ship because they rotate what happens. Sometimes they have basketball. Sometimes they have indoor soccer. Other times they have something really cool like bumper cars. Uh, And I know you've done the bumper cars before. It's it's such a good time. Let's move on to indoor skydiving because I loved that. Yeah, let's. So I've never done skydiving. I believe you've done – you're a skydiver, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So – the indoor skydiving is well, well worth doing it. I know some people online are like, I don't know, I'm afraid. I'm not the most coordinated person, and they, you know, they teach you some of the basic <laughs> things, and then they get into the wind tunnel with you. And it's, it's, th- it's, it's really amazing. It's a different experience than I expected, but we had a great time. And when we go, like I said, we were probably going to do an anthem cruise in the future. I know you can – so you get a minute. Free, it's complimentary. I would, I would consider doing two minutes. I think it's a $50 upcharge. Um, to do the two minutes, which sound is, is a lot of time. That one minute you think isn't going to go fast, is going to go by fast. But by the time you're positioning and doing stuff and flying around, it's 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 pretty amazing. And then they take your picture. Of course, you can buy it because you can't bring a camera in there. But mm-hmm. we got a couple of pictures, and the pictures are, are worth the experience alone. 
You know, it's funny. They give you all these directions in this 20-minute training seminar before you actually go into the wind tunnel. But, you know, once you're in the wind tunnel and the wind's blowing 120 miles an hour, you forget everything you even learned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they te- you know, bend the, thing- bend the fingers, yeah. bend your knees and certain things. And, yeah, you're just – and I guess it depends how athletic you are. Some people got in there and they just kind of got into their position and they were golden. And other people kind of moving around. I, I was one of those people who moved around a little bit. I wouldn't <laughs> say a lot. But, yeah, and, and you – it's tough to think and keep your body positioned, but it's definitely a good time. Don't worry. Any, I think almost anyone age, I think you have to be, obviously, for children, I, I don't know what the age is, but there were young kids in our group, and we had a woman who I think was probably in her 70s do it. So anyone can do it uh, as long – I think the only restrictions might be weight, obviously weight uh, restrictions, but definitely tr- check it out. It's it's part of your cruise fare, and it's a good time. Yeah, I think they said 250 pounds is the weight limit for that. So, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. So so bearing any of that, just go ahead and sign up. You can sign up for that before you go on the cruise. So we did sign up before we went on the cruise. However, it, it is weather dependent. So the second day, we figured we'd do it the second day uh, because it's at sea and it wouldn't be – leaving from New Jersey, it wouldn't be warm enough to be outside. But the weather was so rough, the seas were so rocky that the, the captain closed all outdoor uh, decks. So you have to go outside to actually get to – the iFly and unfortunately was canceled, but we were able to reschedule for later on cruise. But it is something you can go online and schedule beforehand. In our experience, you don't have to. We were able to reschedule with no problem. But it, again, if you are planning your vacation and that's something you know you want to do, or you have a large party, you have a bunch of kids and your and your whole family, because they only take, mm-hmm. like you said, I think they only take like twelve or fifteen people at a time. So there's small groups every hour. Yeah, did you? Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, when I did it, there was, I think we only waited maybe 15 minutes before we get into training because they're rotating. So when one class leaves mm-hmm. the training, another class is going in, you're getting geared up, you know, another group is being, or is actually flying. So it's, yeah, it's really systematic there. Let's move on to the big white pod that sits high <laughs> atop the ship because this thing takes you like 322 feet above sea level. Did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, and you're talking about the North Star. Yeah. So a couple things on the North Star, it, it's definitely an experience. So you do go into this little aerial pod and it, it crane lifts you up and you're high above and you get to see all of your fellow cruise mates down there and sun tanning. And then depending if we were, we did it at sea, so it goes straight up and then it goes, goes kind of to the side either. It only goes to one side, so it'll either go to the port or starboard side and it kind of hang over the side of the ship and then it comes back and comes down. We did it on the third day. And we tried to get there as early as possible. It opens either at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., depending on the day. And by the time we got there, there was still an hour wait to do it. Yikes. It, yeah. Uh, my wife's a thrill seeker, and so am I. So we love amusement parks and doing different types of things. So compared to that and compared to, say, the skydiving, North Star to me was just okay. We took a couple videos and mm-hmm. a couple pictures, but I wouldn't wait in the line again. Or I know some people say do it at every port or do it multiple times. I, I wouldn't suggest that. Um, on our sailing, you couldn't – you had a queue, so you couldn't pre-book it. They were testing on other sailings. We heard a pre-booking kind of system, but it's very weather dependent. Yeah. So, it, so it just doesn't happen, especially our time of year. We, we were in January with the winter. You don't know what the weather's going to be even like two or three days out from mm-hmm. New Jersey. So they don't do that anymore. There's no pre-booking it. You have to go and wait in line just like a ride at Disney World or something like that and – They'll have markers set up. So our marker said an hour, and it was an, it was a solid hour. But there were some times where 
it looked like the line could have been three or four hours deep. And I, and knowing what I know now, I suggest to people get there early, definitely try it. Don't wait any more than an hour, in my opinion. One thing that says and really defines a lot about a cruise ship is how the outdoor area behaves on sea days. Now, weather aside, uh, how mm-hmm. was the outdoor flow for you? For a brand new ship and a ship of its size, it it was what you expected. We've been on Independence of Seas. We've been on Allura. So we've been on other big ships, too, and, and seen how the crowds handle on, on sea days. The nice thing about Quantum is that it has a couple different areas. So it has an enclosed pool that's open to everybody. So it has a retractable roof, which stayed closed our entire sailing, even when we got down into the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. They have the adults-only area, which is the solarium, which has a couple pools, too. And then the open pool deck. Uh, has one pool and then a kid's wave pool, which is actually, even though we don't have any kids, really cool. It's DreamWorks theme, so mm-hmm. it's got all these large characters in it, and it's a really nice area. You've you got to get your deck chairs early, I think, like any large ship. Sure. Uh, so what I recommend is if you like to sleep in, a, a couple of nice hidden gems, especially on your way down to catch the sun. So if you're coming from New Jersey down into the Caribbean, if you go um, – port side all the way in the back of the ship so aft where the flow rider is their mm-hmm. wave simulation machine there's a bunch of chairs over there kind of in the corner that you can move around a little bit they're not tied down and you can get some really good angles of the sun and most people want to be kind of in the front of the ship where the music is playing and stuff so if you don't care about the live band or the dj near the pool you just want to get some sun or read and relax you can, you can. We found chairs there a couple sea days because we we do like to sleep a little bit in. We don't mm-hmm. want to wake up at six thirty to get right. a deck chair on our vacation. That's what we did for uh, sunsets a lot. Was just mm-hmm. after that big magenta bear, like where the I guess it'd be kind of right behind the flow rider, like you said. Mm-hmm. There's all those reclining chairs, and no one was out there at all during sunset, which really amazed me. Like they almost didn't know that part of the ship even existed. Oh, we did. We'll have to think of that. We didn't do it for sunset. We definitely didn't uh, for sun tanning. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's a nice little area. And yeah. then depending on your taste, they always play kind of, I'd, I'd say, pop music or rock music there too, as opposed to maybe the Calypso band or anything that you hear on the pool deck. Because if you're on, some of the sailings are very long on Quantum. I know they're ten plus days. So if you've been out there for a while, you may get sick of some of that music, <laughs> and you want a, a different change of just scenery, like you said, or just atmospheric. The deck chairs back there were a little hidden gem. So on this eight-night Eastern Caribbean sailing, you hit San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Labadee. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think of their private island, Labadee? This is the third time we've been there. So mm-hmm. we like Labadee. We, we preferred over Coco Key their other private island. We didn't do any excursions or do any stuff. They have a ton of different things to do there, a water park and jet skis. They have the longest zip line over water, which we've done in the past. So we just did a beach day. We honestly slept in. Uh, we woke up to, to our virtual balcony seeing the sail in. So that's something we never would have seen mm-hmm. before. And, and uh, we got a little video of that. But we got out there and just, just laid in the sun for a little while. And we did the drink package. So we had a couple of Laba Doozies, which is our frozen drink, uh, just exclusively for that island. And then tried, tried to soak in as much sun because that was really our last stop before we started heading back up the Atlantic. And then you also hit San Juan, Puerto Rico. So what did you do there? Yeah, so San Juan, we came in, we did an overnight there, and the first night we came in, they were having a festival. It was, I think, the Three Kings Festival. It's a Mm -hmm. big deal in old San Juan. So we just walked in and and walked around that area and went to some of the little fairs that they had set up there and the tents and really took in the culture. It was really cool and took some pictures and walked around. And then the next day, uh, we did a shark excursion with the Shark Excursions group, so old and new San Juan tour or 
or new in old San Juan tour, something like that, uh, that we had booked with them. And then that was a great experience. So what are your final thoughts of Quantum of the Seas? We loved Quantum of the Seas. It's going to be sad to see her go, but we know that Anthem of the Seas is coming over uh, to take her place sometime, I think, in November 2015. Hopefully, Anthem stays for quite a while. So folks haven't gotten on Quantum and anything that I've mentioned between the food, entertainment, or activities interests you, definitely check out Anthem of the Seas and just plan ahead. Also, check out EatSleepCruise.com because Don has done a lot of coverage and still more articles to come about Quantum of the Seas. If you want to find Don online, just check out EatSleepCruise.com. We'll also link to it in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. We've been talking with Don Buclo up there in Boston, dude. Stay warm and good talking to you, my friend. Thanks, Doug. Have a good one. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.